Hello everybody, welcome back. We're learning Daf Chav Vav Amr Aleph, Daf HaShavua Yavamis, and we're going to begin with the Mishnah on the top of Chav Vav Amr Aleph. So the Mishnah says, Uchulam, Shahayu Lahem Nashim, Umesu. So now we're talking about um, all the people uh, mentioned earlier, which is either a Chacham that asked Nisha with a Neder, um, or the cases of people testifying because they brought the get, um, or testifying that someone's husband died, etc. So all those cases, if we don't allow them to marry the woman, but if they had wives, and then their wives died after they did this testimony, uh, then they're allowed to marry the woman they testified about. Or if the woman they were testifying about already married someone else and then got divorced subsequently from that person, or their husbands died, they can now marry the original person that allowed them to get married. They're also to marry the children or the brothers of the testifier, the witness. So, um, so it's only if they had women and then the people who did the testimony, the witnesses, had wives who died. But if they divorced their wives, then we are not going to trust them because maybe that's why they divorced their wives because they uh, now had a plan to marry this woman that they incorrectly were matter. So even if they're allowed to marry. So if there was a fight going on, in other words, that the husband and wife of the guy testifying were already in a battle before this testimony came about, so then um, we don't blame the divorce on the incorrect testimony. And because uh, clearly it was already in effect, uh, it was in the process before. Whereas if the fight only began after he testified, then we we would might believe that it was all the same thing. He was mad with this woman and was interested in marrying her, so he, he made this fight to divorce his wife. Both could be when there was no fight, but it depends who started the fight. If he started the fight, then we will say, okay, you're just doing it for the sake of marrying this next woman. But if she started the fight, then we could say, okay, apparently it's nothing to do with you. Um, and obviously this would be something that would be kind of difficult to prove so my guess would be that it would be the burden of proof would be on the witness if he wants to marry this woman he would have to prove that he did not start the fight uh, his wife started the fight I don't know how he proved that but he would have to prove that somehow uh, so he said if these women now married and then their husbands then subsequently died or got divorced, so that's also what happened the first time around, right? They either got divorced or died, depending on what the testimony was. So then it's possible that this woman just got married twice and, and her husband died both times. So name is like a Rebbe, then if so, the mission is not like Rebbe. Rebbe says that if a woman gets married and both times her husband dies, so she develops a chazaka that she's a deadly woman and you're not allowed to marry her anymore. So why would you be allowed to marry her in our Mishnah? She already killed two husbands. Now, that's not the order. The, the woman that uh, her husband, first husband died and was testified that her husband died is talking about she got divorced from her second husband and the one who got divorced is the one that her husband died. So you don't run into this chazaka problem. If someone has been accused of being mezana with a woman, he's not allowed to live not with her mother's daughter or sister. So in our Mishnah where we have this chashash that someone is doing monkey business and allowing a woman who's not, to be allowed, not supposed to be allowed, uh, his brother and son is 
allowed to marry the woman. So the Gemara says, Nashal Gabi Nashikhan. So if you're Mzan with one woman, the other women hang around there, so we don't allow you to live with any of those women. We're not worried that if you're Mizana with someone, your son or your brother was around at the same time and being Mizana as well. So that's not a chashash. Women, that if you're Mizana with another woman, it doesn't prevent you from staying with or staying married to the, the the first woman, so they're not so makbid if you're mezana with another woman, but men, that if uh, one's wife is mezana with another man, that is basically has to divorce her, so they're more makbid, so it's less of a chashash. So why in our mission do, are we only allow, uh, do we only allow the son or the brother? What about the father of the person who just said the testimony? So the Gemara says, If his father too uh, would be makbid, if anything, your father is even more poshid because you're embarrassed of your father and you wouldn't do uh, an Avera in front of your father. But maybe your son that you don't care uh, that even your son, all, all men are uh, makbid on each other and therefore... There's no chashash that he was matter this lady and uh, incorrectly or, or uh, corruptly, and now his brother or father or son will marry her based on that. So, so we just finished Parak Ketzad, the case of Eshesachov. So that we begin the third parak of Arba Achim. Had four brothers and two of them were married to sisters. And the two brothers who were married to the two sisters died. You could only do chalitza and naibam. Pasha, the reason is because of a chais ziku kasa. We're going to see in the Gemara. That depends if you hold the age zika or ain zika. But if you hold the age zika, it's because now both sisters create a quasi isra erba through zika of a chais ziku kasa. And if they, they marry the Yubam, they need to be mighty them. They can't live with them. Rabbi Shama says, no, you could. Just keep them. Basil says, you have to be mighty them, which, once again, will be the way we pass him. But if one of these sisters is an erva, a different kind of erva, let's say it's his daughter too, on uh, the one of the, the remaining brothers, then Asurba, so obviously you can't live with her because she's an Arab, but Mutaba Chaisa, but her sister is not a problem of a Chaisa Kukasai because you're only Zakik to the sister. But the other brother who is might neither of them are a particular Arab, then he has this problem that they're both in a Chaisa Kukasai to him. Isra Mitzvah if one of the women is an Isra Mitzvah or Isra Kedusha, which is only Drabanan, or then you could only you could do chalitza, but you can't do yibum because that doesn't uh, dissolve the problem of a chalitza. But if each one was an erva to the other one, the one the 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 one that's an erva, um, one brother is going to be mutter to the other brother because he has no chalitza problem because the other woman is erva to him. This is the case where we said we already had this two times earlier. So the Gemara says, We see that there must be Zika. If there's no Zika, so then why are these two sisters? They're coming from two different brothers. Let one brother bring me up and one, another brother bring me up and the other, and, and all, all will be good. Really, there's no zika, and really, there should be no problem marrying one or the other. But Mishum de Kisabra Aslavatl Mitzvahim were worried about the Bittl Mitzvahim. And what will happen? Maybe when one or your Miyabim one 
uh, sister, the other one will, the other brother will die, and now you won't be able to be the sister because it's not chaisi, she'll be an erba. Become vatlman siyibim, and you're being goyrim that yibim should become battle, so it's better that you should do chalitza. Freydi mari yachit klasa nami. So why does it have to be four brothers? Even if there's one brother, uh, it would also be a problem. So Gemara says, let me buy kamerin. Let me buy klasa when it's only three brothers. So one brother is now faced with the two sisters, and if he marries one, he's most certainly making the other one siyibim. So divided battle is yibim. That's certainly aser. Abel dalid. Maybe you would say, and as things stand now, there's no Bethlehem Zibam. You could do one and he could do the other. Answer is, you might die. Maybe you're not Cheshit for Misa, Gemashmul, that you are Cheshit for Misa. Even if there are five brothers. So there are three brothers here remaining alive. Why don't we say that they can't um, be, they can't do Yibam? Because they, they might die and it'll be Bethlehem Zibam. The Lord says, Lemisa de Trela Cheshina. We're worried that one brother might die, but we're not worried that both. Remaining uh, that all three, in other words, the two out of the three brothers will die, and the last guy will have a bittel mitzvah So the din of our mission is actually specifically for. So Amar Rabba Baram Huna Amar Rav Shol Shachayis Yivamish Naflu Lefnei Shnei Yachem. The three sisters are Yivamish, and they were Naflu Yibam in front of two brothers, who are Yivamim. Zechas Achas Zechas Achas. One let's call him Reuven and Shimon. So Reuven does chalitza to one lady. Shimon does chalitza to another lady. The and the last one. Tzricha chalitza mishneim. We'll need chalitza not from one person but from two people. A very unusual halacha. This is called chalitza psula. That being that at the point when they did chalitza on the third lady, she already had a problem. She was an achaisis who kukaser achais chalutzasai. She was the sister of the lady that did chalitza too. So by definition, that she was a quasi erva to them. So she wasn't a full blown erva. It's only drabonadig erva, but it's a shtikel erva. And the fact that she's a little erva, it renders their chalitza to be. Uh, it, it, it waters down their chalitza, and it's not sufficient to have one person as usually is sufficient. It's not sufficient to have one person do the chalitza. You have to have all remaining brothers doing the chalitza in order to remove the zika. This is called chalitza psula. So Amalei Rabba Midikamerdem Saras Chalitza Tzri Chalitza Being that you said the middle one needs Chalitza Mishneim from both brothers Kesabri Yizika must mean you hold that there's Zika and being that she's a Zika Havlan Chalitza Psula that created it into a Chalitza Psula. The Chalitza Psula Saralach Zalachalachem and once it's Chalitza Psula then one Chalitza is not sufficient. You need all the brothers to do Chalitza. If so, you should run into this problem already from the first lady. Why is it only the third lady that requires all these Chalitzas? The first lady, as soon as she, they all, because it sounds like they all fell together, all these three sisters. Uh, so at the moment that you did chalitza to the first lady, you were already doing a chalitza psula because it was an achaisu kukase from that second and on. So from the first lady and on, you should have to have everybody doing chalitza. So Gemara says, You're right. If they all three would have been fallen, would have fallen to you at the same time, you'll be 100% right. All of them would require chalitza psula of all the brothers. But that's not the case. They fell one after another. Which means that the husbands didn't die at the same time. So Naflacha, the first one of these ladies, the sisters, the husband died. And Khalsla Ruven and Ruven did Khalitza on her. Then Naflidah, then the other one's husband died, and Khalsa Shimon, and Shimon did Khalitza, which is totally fine, because he has no connection to her at this point. There's only one sister uh, right now by Yibum, so it's not Khaiz Khalutzase. It's not a Khaiz Khalutzase because he didn't do the previous Khalitza. So all is good. Nafla Idah uh, and when the third one comes, now you have a problem because now it's an of both brothers. So this guy does chalitza, Ruben does chalitza, and he takes care of his share of the zika, and and then the other one does and is mafkia his share in the chalitza. 
So why is Rav making this whole cheshbon over here, which is predicated on Zika? Gemara answers the different He's going according to Rav. Have a good night.